You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad, and we're chatting with some good Irish entertainers this weekend, and we're hearing some of their recollections of what they can recall about their Christmas experiences when they were growing up in Ireland. And if there are any special memories that they treasure and hold on to. And I'm chatting with Michael Landra. Michael's from Wexford, now lives in the U.S. and has a PBS special coming up a little later on. We're going to hear about that. But Michael, first of all, happy Christmas to you and to everyone around about you. And thanks a million for coming along. Austin, I'm delighted to talk to you. Uh, it, and I think you might be the first person to wish me a happy Christmas. So uh, maybe I, I uh, this is the first time I've sat down and realised that it's actually Christmas. So uh, uh, nolly connor to you too. Good market. And we're, we're, we are recording in December. Like this is not a pre-recording back in October. We're, we're, no. <laughs> we're, I, I know. We're Halloween. I've been Halloween a bit distracted to be honest with you. Halloween stuff comes off the shelf and the Christmas stuff goes on. Yeah. <laughs> this is the genuine thing. What was it like growing up and what was Christmas for you? Uh, you know, Wexford is, I don't know, I'm not sure if you know really, but Wexford has very much a singing tradition and uh, I, I come from a big singing family. Uh, my mother had 11 brothers and sisters and they all sang and so I didn't kind of have a choice. Uh, my earliest memory would be singing in front of my granny, you know, in the parlor uh, to get some sweets from her. Uh, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, everyone kind of realized at an early age that I could hold a tune. So they, they dragged me out to every every hoolie that was ever in the house. And uh, um, I, as a boy soprano, I... You know the parish priest would be would be listening out for singers, and I always talk about it in my Christmas concerts. In that, uh, I had terrible Christmases really uh, because I never got to go out and enjoy me uh, my whatever toy I got off Santa uh, because I was I sang from the start of Advent right through every service right through to January sixth and. Uh, uh, now, having said that, it's it's where I learned uh, where I learned my craft. Um, but for sure, when I think of Christmas, I think of choirs uh, around Wexford and singing nonstop. Right, right. So, yeah, like then when it came to the period that you were growing up, like Ireland had come out of the war. Like I've talked to people, and you know, it was a case of you got. Uh, Santa brought you a pair of shoes or brought you a shirt or brought you a pair of pajamas. Uh, we progressed on to toys by your time. Yeah, I was, so I was raised in the, like my, my prime kind of Santa days would have been, uh, late seventies kind of thing. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was all about the toys. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, and bikes. I remember being particularly excited by, uh, a chopper bike when I was about nine or ten, and I thought I was evil Knievel on it, and uh, I was thrilled. And then with such a big family, <clears throat> uh, well, sorry, in your mother's case, but your own case, yeah. how many of you guys? Well, there was only three of us, three kids, a uh, younger brother, Paul, and my youngest sister, then uh, Magella. Uh, and we were pretty close in age, so it was it was it was it was, it was an easy question. I think my mother got sense after being raised in a family of twelve, and and knew that just having three was enough. Um, 
uh, yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, I lived right in the heart of the town, so there was kids everywhere. Uh, it was a loud kind of Christmas out on the streets, and you didn't care what kind of weather. It was just you were you were out in the street with your new toy of, of choice to show it off, weren't you? Right. Like I know it's only as I look back as well, and it's just as you were chatting there, it dawned on me. You know, my mother used to make Christmas dinner was always a, a big celebration. The table was set. There was something about it other than the normal meal. Um, ah, yeah. Like there was, a, there's a sense of ceremony. Uh, you know, I think that there is a, there's, there is still. I'm actually going home next week, and uh, that sense of ceremony is there. Uh, you know, it's, it's. Uh, it's important to the, the, the old, the China's, the good China's taken down and yeah. the, the water for crystal, uh, is, is put out on the table and your mother's given out to you not to touch it or mess it up. And it's set for about three days beforehand, gathering dust. So I don't know what, whether that was the best idea, but it had to look like that. And the crackers were, were laid across the table, you know, in such a way. I love that tradition and I, uh, it's funny because I'm not, I don't kind of like that kind of food. It's not my, you know, I'm not a meat and potatoes kind of a fella. But you've, you know, everyone's got their favorite thing on the Christmas plate, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not the Brussels sprouts, is it? Oh, I no, it is for me. I was the yeah. only one in the family who loved Brussels sprouts. And my mother used to always make them for me. I, you know, I lean it. I love my vegetables. And so, uh. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, that'd be the first thing I'd hop off. <laughs> right. So, um, given that again, you were busy from a child from Advent to yeah. Little Christmas, and as you say, it helped you hone your craft. This mm. is a busy time of the year for you, or would normally be a busy time of the year for you. And the last eighteen well, months would have been a real challenge. Yeah, you know, I'm well. I'm very lucky in that. Uh, I'm involved in, in various different types of entertainment. Uh, so I didn't rely on, I don't rely on touring that much. Uh, and I was never a touring artist. You know, I toured maybe four or five weeks of the year, but that'll be it. Um, but I produce a lot of other things. And, uh, so I was very involved in that. And of course, the, this TV show that I, I, uh, have really that's consumed most of the year but I did actually go out on tour this year we we had a I just came back actually and it was great to see my band I hadn't seen them in you know 600 days or something and the, my band have been with me for 15 years so uh we 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 did a load of the southern states uh because apparently COVID doesn't exist down there at all and uh, so we we um we we got a few theaters to kind of commit to some COVID protocol and we went from Florida across to Arizona and actually we had a brilliant time and it was all very safe and uh, it was just great to be with the band again, you know? <laughs> so um, the TV show, tell us about that. Uh, about three years ago, I was, I was in the National Opera House back in Wexford and we were filming a concert that I was doing. And I just said to my producer, uh, we, we should go out into the streets and do a few things that we can throw into it for extras. And, when we were out on the streets of Wexford, I started saying, well, why don't we go down to the Bullring? It looks nice. And then we go out to uh, um, Johnstown Castle. And, and you know, uh, about three days later, I said, well, this is kind of turning into a travel show. And then, you know, I've hosted tours every year, once a year for a fan tour. We would come home to, to Ireland with me. And I thought I'd elevate it and, and make a series. And so... 
honestly, God, Austin, I had no idea what I was doing. Luckily, I had people with me who did and uh, a U.S. crew and uh, an Irish crew. And we went out and we filmed uh, six episodes and sent it into PBS and they loved it. And essentially, it's a travel show. Mm -hmm. But the, uh, the, the hosts of the travel show... Well, I'm the I'm the host, I guess, but I I go to see every Irish artist in Ireland, and they host me, and they are part of Ireland, and we perform together, uh, uh, or I get them to sing a song or dance, and because Ireland's greatest asset is its artists, you mm-hmm. know, and um, so lo and behold, uh, you know, I got people like Nathan Carter and uh, Celtic Woman and the High Kings and um, Bioga and. Uh, you know, every, I look. I'm lucky. I know everybody, and I'm able to call them up and strong arm them into uh, getting on board. And so, PBS loved it. It aired in the first season. Aired uh, uh, in 75 percent of the markets. Uh, were it aired four thousand times. We're amazed by that. And so, Aer Lingus and CIE Tours and Tourism Ireland are now the sponsors. Uh, and we just finished season two. We've just handed it over to PBS. Uh, thank God, because I'm knackered. Uh, the work is done on 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 season two, and we start season three now in March. Fantastic. Uh, we go, yeah, and it's you know what's great, Austin is, I go home an awful lot. You know, I'd be home four or five times a year, but now you know, now I have a sense of purpose going back, aside from just going home to drink pints in you know Simon Lampert's uh, and seeing my parents. And I I've always felt like an ambassador, and now it's kind of. Uh, elevated uh, to, you know, not only highlight Ireland, but also to highlight artists who maybe in North America wouldn't get a look in. And mm-hmm. uh, we've, you know, I've little kids on it who are brilliant. And, you know, I've storytellers from Donegal. I've got uh, dancers from Dingle. I've got Shanno singers from from uh, Connemara. Uh, it's everything that's out there. I've got opera singers, you know, because in Ireland isn't only about traditional arts, you know. It's a very mm-hmm. modern country, and we want to highlight what's going on out there. And so it's great, and I'm, I love it. I'm, uh, it's, it's the best thing I've ever done, and I'm super proud of it. Fantastic. So um, this side of the, the border, uh, if anyone, will it be, it should be available in Watertown probably or some of the, yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, I've had some. I've had emails from from all over Canada. So, so somebody's watching it up there, right? Good. Uh, I, in, on, in truth, I can't list the stations uh, because there's so many. You yes. know, when you yeah. get uh, people don't kind of understand that the PBS isn't a, a, quite a network. It's it is a network, but they're all very much individual stations and. Um, uh, getting getting the facts uh, on who airs it, I kind of find out about a week later. Right, right. I try to do as much shout outs on on uh, Facebook and Twitter as possible. Right. So it's starting out. You're saying what? Uh, first week of January. Yeah, that'll start rolling out over about. It'll air over the first six months of of 22. That's season two. You can actually watch it, uh, and it's not geo blocked. So you can watch it on PBS.org if you just. Okay. Go on to PBS and and search Ireland with Michael. You can watch the whole thing. Okay. If you're so inclined, Austin. If you have a really boring day and you've nothing else to do, and you know you, you've cleared the driveway five times and you've nothing else, uh, there you. That's what you'll do now. And, <laughs> well, Michael, we're 
We're going to share a bit of your music with our listeners. And I want to thank you for taking the time. And I want to wish you a very happy Christmas and successful 2022. And hopefully our paths will continue to cross from time to time. Uh, same here, Austin. It was lovely. It's lovely to, to see your face. The last time I remember where exactly where I was, I was in, uh, I was in LA, uh, the last time we had a conversation. Uh, I'm now in the exotic wilds of Iowa. God knows where I'll be the next time. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Mike. Happy Christmas, Austin. Awesome.